So if you know that you're not desiring marriage and children, and you know that that's not where God is leading you right now, then you dare not add to your life just to subtract from someone else's. You're listening to The Traditional Millennial with Brittany Dodson, where conventional meets contemporary and faith fills the gaps. So welcome back, guys and gals, to The Traditional Millennial. I am your host, Brittany Dodson. And today I just wanted to touch on a topic that a lot of women over 30 and some over 25 and even men without a ring get asked a lot. So I want to talk about the question, are you married? Now, at one point in time, when I was asked that question, I would answer confidently, but I would feel like embarrassed internally. So my mouth was saying something that my heart wasn't really accepting. I mean, I was 30 at the time um, and I wasn't married. I didn't have any children. I'm not married now. I still don't have any children, but I had been in relationships that just didn't work. So I was thinking, why am I not married? Why don't I have any children? But You know, anytime you start a new job or you're introduced into a new environment, that's like the first thing people want to know. They want to know if you're married. They want to know if you have kids. And I'm like, can you ask me if I have a dog or a fish or something? Like, why we got to talk about spouses and kids? But like, who cares? Uh, But seriously, people just, they just want to know you. They want to fill you out, which is fine because these are the people that you're going to be spending most of your time with. But, you know, back then I had an issue with it, but you know, not one that I would express or vocalize like publicly. I I wouldn't share that with someone. It was just something that I was dealing with internally. But now today, thanks be to God, I don't don't have a problem with the question at all because I've accepted and I've learned to walk in the truth of my life that God reveals to me. But here recently, well, more like several months ago, recently, uh, someone asked me if I had children, if I wanted any. And I quickly said, uh, no, I don't. I don't. That's not something that even crosses my mind inquisitively or anything of the sort. And But so for a long time, though, just to get give you some background, I was kind of in limbo about my romantic life and my relationship status and what I wanted because I wasn't really 100% sure. I, I had an idea just simply because of the feelings and emotions that I lacked towards certain things, but I wasn't for sure, for sure. You know, it's real when you say for sure, for sure. But I was just at a place where I was like, God, I just want to live for you. I want to serve you and I want to do whatever it is that you want me to do. So if you have a husband for me, I will absolutely take him because what I look like sending somebody back to God, I ain't trying to have those problems. Been there, done that with a whole host of other things in my life. So not again, but I told God, you know, if you want me to have children, then you'll work that out in your plan for my life. If it's if it's a husband there, you'll work that out. But I was saying that, but I wasn't totally confident in that. But I know that God is not the author of confusion. And with the uncertainty I felt, I knew God wasn't going to just leave me hanging like that and flustered trying to figure it out on my own because I really did want to know, like, God, am I supposed to be in a relationship? Am I not? 
Am I supposed to have children? Am I not? Am I supposed to be married? Am I not? But, well, not in that particular order, but y'all know what I'm saying. And, and but I knew that God wouldn't do this. So because he he just he doesn't operate like that. And when he knows and you know that your aim is to please him, then I knew he would show me his plan and will for my life. God will clue you in on that. Maybe he may not give you all of the intricate details that you may may or may not be ready for, but he will walk you through things his way and in his time. But I really, really began to pray and ask God, what is it that you want from me? What is it that you want me to do? What is it that you want me to have in my life? And the spirit began to work with me. And I really had to get serious with myself about the type of woman that I am and about the type of person that I am and what I really needed in my life. Because at the end of every decision, every action, every thought, whatever it is, we should want to make sure that it is kingdom related, kingdom focused and kingdom motivated. We have to seek the kingdom first. Do we always do this? Maybe not. Have I always done this all the time? Absolutely not. Because I get ahead of myself and I plan first or I launch out first. And then I'm like, oh, hey, God, it's me over here. I just wanted to ask you about this. You know, this kind of decision that I was thinking about. And God is like, but you already started though. But but I'm having to learn to reel it in and consult God first and ask him to show me what it is I should be doing. Because that's how you waste time, you waste money, you waste energy, you waste feelings and, and, and everything else by going it along and then saying, but God, why did they or why did this when we can prevent a lot of this? By just going to God first. Now, I'm a living witness to this, and I know maybe some of you are, but I really begin to think about this. And I begin to think about my relationship status and what I wanted to see happen in my life as far as a companion and children. And it really dawned on me that at this moment in my life right now, I don't desire a relationship. And that's where some of us are in life. This episode is for you. We don't want a husband or a wife, we don't want a wedding with a nice, pretty dress and flower girls. You know, some of us may not be an affectionate person in that regard or want to be. We may not want to hold hands. Um, we, we may not want to cuddle or, or we don't have to. Or we may not want to be around someone every day, all day. And, and that may be the truth for a lot of people. Some people just really do want to work for the Lord and they want to do it undisturbed <laughs> as it pertains to a relationship. But for me, you know, I don't want the accountability and the obligation to a person outside of those God has given me. And that's a lot of people. And I know that the culture would deem people like us selfish. And that was something I struggled with. But honestly, it's not selfish because the thing is this, is if we invite or allow someone into our life because of an image that society, sometimes even the church and culture has placed in the minds of women and young girls, then that's selfish. If we allow the pressure or feeling of desperation to force us to think that we have to be married, that you have to have a wedding, that you have to have children, and that's the goal. If you do that, you've made it, you've arrived. If we let that happen and we thought like that, then we would be selfish knowing that that's not what God has for our lives. But being that you can be real about how you are as a woman or as a man and the person that God is calling you to be, 
you wouldn't want to allow someone in your life only to not be to them who they need you to be. Because even in our relationships, any type of relationship, the familial, romantic, professional, a friendship, whatever the relationship is, it needs to be to the glory and to the honor of God. Colossians tells us this, that in everything we do in word and in deed, we should do it as unto the Lord. It should glorify God. So if it's not going to glorify God, then we shouldn't want it. But that's with anything. That's even outside of relationships and and marriage. and That's just anything in life. But picking up and grabbing someone that God didn't send because you feel like that is what you're supposed to do based on what you've seen, what you've heard, or an image or a fantasy you've fallen in love with since since you were a little girl, that's not to the glory and to the honor of God. I'm sorry. No matter how badly you want it or you think you want it, it's not. You know, the thing is, is that we can't be how we want to be and we can't do what we want to do and expect someone to be okay with that and then expect our relationship with that person to flourish and to exemplify God's design for marriage and to portray his glory. That That's not going to happen. And that's why divorce rates are so high, even in the so-called Christian community. It's because people are giving into and succumbing to an idea versus surrendering and selling out to their faith. Because in a marriage, you can't have two people who have contradicting mindsets starting out because you'll never be one because one of you does not have the mindset to be a husband or to be a wife that scripture has so beautifully described. You know, now, granted, people do say to certain women and and they've said it to me, oh, you you know, you're wifey material, you're wifey material. And and they may say that because you have a career, because you, you have a degree or two, because they're inclined to believe that you're saved or, or live for the Lord because you're stable and all this other stuff. So people will see all of these things and they say things like that. But I know in my case, and I will say this about myself, I don't know if anybody else will, because you might consider yourself wiping material. You just might not want to be a wife. But in my case, I'm not a wife. I'm not wife material. According to scripture, I don't fit the description fully. The Bible doesn't say in Proverbs or in Ephesians or in Colossians, wives, go get 10 degrees, buy a house, have a career, start a business. It, it, it doesn't say that because those things aren't the true definition of a wife. And like I said before about wanting to please God, you know, I, I do want to do this. But even in this, we have to think about this. Those of us who, who do want to please God and, and we do want to be married or we don't want either way, if you are going to pursue a marriage or a union, you have to be willing to meet the needs of your spouse. A wife, in my case, I would have to be willing to do that. And and those who, you know, are struggling with this, you have to be willing to do that. Because Paul even said it when he talked about wishing all people were like him and not married because the husband would look to please his wife and the wife, the husband. So there's an expectation there beyond those superficial, shallow things that we tend to think about. And some people just don't want to do that. I'm sorry. You know, it sounds mean or it sounds selfish, but it's honest. We don't. And to me, it would be selfish to engage with someone knowing that I'm not going to be to them who they need me to be. So so here's here's a truth moment for me, and maybe it is for someone else, I'm not sure, but I would rather work than tend to the demands and expectations of a romantic relationship. 
You know, I would rather read a book or watch Marvel or DC comics by myself than watch them with a significant other. And I know some people are going to probably condemn this idea because it sounds cold and it goes against the grain. And, and, you know, I used to beat myself up about this because I'm like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with me? But there, there really are some people who don't desire that. They don't aspire to be a wife. They don't just aspire to be a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a fiance. You know, and then this leads me to this point. There are some people who don't aspire to be a mother or a father. And, and we dare not, not dare not bring an innocent child into this world to not care for them and love them and be that nurturing, loving authority figure and example in their life. We dare not do that. That's selfish. So if you know that you're not desiring marriage and children and you know that that's not where God is leading you right now, then you dare not add to your life just to subtract from someone else's. That's not scripture and that's not fair to another person. You know, I've been in relationships and just being really honest, because you have to have truth moments with yourself to uncover those things that God needs you to work out and that he needs to work out of you and fine tune. And for me, a lot of times I have to admit this, that I have only been in relationships or engaged with someone because I embodied and embraced the idea that I was supposed to be with someone. I was supposed to be working towards marriage. Like I couldn't reconcile with being a single woman. Something was wrong with that. Now, don't get me wrong. As I got older, I started being very intentional in dating or getting to know someone so much so that I would tell them how I felt about relationships and dating and marriage and children because I didn't want to waste my time and I didn't want to waste theirs. And then too, you know, I did tell you I was kind of in limbo. Um, so I would let people know this up front. But, you know, now that I'm older, I understand that I shouldn't even entertain the idea if I know that that's not what God has for me. But going back to me being in relationships and dating men because I felt like I needed to, that's not to say that I didn't love or care for the people that I did date and, and get to know because some, but well, Hold on. Now, some of them I should have just left where they were in the first place. That was just, just wasn't right. But, you know, not to say that I didn't care for some of them and love and love some of them, but that just wasn't what God had for me even then. And I wish I would have just trusted the Holy Spirit with that area of my life. You know, I alluded to Paul mentioning singleness earlier. So in 1 Corinthians 7, Paul was talking to virgins and he was talking to those who were married. He was saying that there is a gift here. To each his own, some can operate in the gift of singleness and restraint. Now, am I saying that you come here with like the just the wheel and the know-how and the wherewithal to just keep yourself from you know sinning? No. You have to have the Holy Spirit to keep from sinning. Like there is no other way outside of that. The Holy Spirit is what keeps you holy, not yourself. No, I'm not saying that. But there are some people who do operate in that area of of, of restraint and they, they're okay with being single. You know, they don't have to drop it low and spread it wide. Sorry, sorry. They don't. But anyway, he says that some people, some people, but some people can't do that. So you do need to seek marriage if you can't to keep you from living a sinful life or practice practicing sin because sex outside of marriage is, is a sin. It is. The Bible tells us that. So for those people who can control that or who will allow the Holy Spirit to work in them to control that and they don't desire marriage, by all means, you stay single. That's fine. And there was nothing wrong with Paul with what Paul said either way because God gave him the, the authority to say it. 
And because if you're a believer, you're going to want to glorify God, whether you're single or you're married. So he wasn't even condemning marriage here. He was just saying, if you're going to be married, there will be the proclivity to please your spouse and do for your spouse. Maybe maybe even sometimes before you please God, which should not be the case, but it may be. So he's not saying don't get married. But at the same time, we do have to recognize who we are doing what we do for. And he's just saying here that it's easier if you're single because you aren't trying to please someone else, which on earth, that should be your main focus as it deals with relationships. Your spouse should be. And, you know, marriage has to be important if, if the church is referred to as the bride of Christ. So marriage is absolutely necessary for a whole host of reasons. Um, a long lasting, godly, loving marriage is how I got here. So I'm all for marriage. But at the end of it all, no one should take the place of God. And, that, and that's what Paul was just trying to convey here in this letter, in this letter to the Corinthian church. Because, I mean, God created the man and the woman. He created us. So who or what is better than God? And God created in us those desires to long for a man or to long for a woman and those feelings that correlate with spousal attraction. So who can take the place of the one who gave us what we have in the first place? So we should always seek to please him first. So here in Corinthians, we see that there's nothing wrong with you if you don't desire marriage. We see quite a few people in the Bible who weren't married or, or we don't see in, the, in scripture that they had a spouse, but they were beasts for the faith. And that's ultimately all that matters, that everything we do pleases God. Now, you know, I don't want anybody to think that I'm malign, maligning marriage. I'm not. And even though people, especially women, are becoming entrepreneurs and trendsetters and revolutionaries, I still know that the idea of singleness is more daunting, sometimes shameful and scary. It's more scary than the idea of marriage. Well, we see this every day with men, especially women, who will settle for someone who thinks little to nothing of them and still hang on to a disaster of a relationship all because they want to be married or they think they want to be married and they think they have to have someone. And this may be molded by society, by culture, or it just may be an idea that they have in their minds that they really, really want and they're just with the wrong person trying to get it. But, you know, so I'm, but I'm not saying anything against marriage. This is just how I know God is working in my life. And now I know that he wants to work in someone else's life. And I don't want anyone else, male or female, to be ashamed of the idea that they are older and that you know they don't have a spouse or children and don't desire that, but they deem it necessary because people around them make them feel as though they aren't adequate without it. You know, I want to dispel the idea that you have to want to be married and you have to have children and you have to foist yourself into something something that God did not give you. Because as a believer, you can rest assured though, if God didn't give it, it's not going to work. And you're causing trouble that you otherwise wouldn't have had you just done things God's way, if we do things God's way. So, you know, if I'm an old maid in my 80s living by myself, so be it. It is what it is. That's what God wants for me. And as long as I'm living out my purpose in him, through him and with him, and I'm able to glorify him in the greatest way and the greatest magnitude possible, then that's okay with me. And I don't want at this stage in my life, and I don't want any of you to ever grab someone knowing that your intentions for them aren't pure. You know, we should value the life that God has given others more than that to toy with someone or send them the wrong message, knowing that they are looking for something real. 
So if you know this about yourself, own it, embrace it and be okay with it. Accept that. And maybe if God sends you someone later on, then you'll know it's his perfect timing. And let me just say this. You don't have to date a thousand and one people to find the one. God has already ordained and prepared someone specifically for you if that's his will. It's just up to you to be obedient and willing to do things God's way for things to line up accordingly. So, But in the meantime, just live out your faith. Live out your life. Live your life in a way that pleases God and shows him that you're giving him a yes and that you are reaching and extending yourself as far as you can here on earth. So keep pressing for that mark towards the prize. And let God walk the right people into your life. Let him lead you to the right people. And I can guarantee you, because God does not lie, that everything will work out for your good and for his glory. All right, y'all. That's a wrap for today's episode. Make sure you connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Brittany Dotson Music. Twitter is at IMBDMusic. So, you know, I would love to hear from you. Would love to hear your thoughts. Share your thoughts. Make sure you tune in next week for a new episode. Again, thanks for hanging out with me today on the traditional millennial where conventional meets contemporary and faith fills the gaps. <laughs>